Are you willing to examine the traditions and doctrines that you trust in for your eternal salvation? Welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I am Don Britton and I will be your host. I will be comparing the modern traditions and doctrines of American Christianity with what the scriptures actually say. You may be shocked to find out that much of what is commonly believed in American Christianity today is nothing more than myths handed down to us by men. So please join me now with an open mind. Welcome back again to another Great Deception podcast. I'm Don Britton and I'm your host. Last week I continued talking more about the reasons the church, the American church, is full of sin and practicing sinners. These podcasts that I'm doing are a series on how the American church is full of sin and full of false prophets, false pastors, and false teachers. Again, last week, I continue to bring up the fact that one of the main reasons the church in America is full of sin is because of the false teachings by false pastors, false prophets, and false evangelists, and false teachers. This week, I'm going to go further with exposing the false shepherds and how they are deceiving and destroying the souls of God's sheep with their false teachings and man-made traditions. Jeremiah 23, 1 and 2, it says this, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the shepherds who are tending my sheep. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not attended to them. Behold, I am about to tend to you for the evil of your deeds, declares the Lord. Notice that he says the shepherds are destroying his sheep. He didn't say the devil was. He said the shepherds were. These shepherds, these pastors and prophets, they are the ones who are destroying and scattering the sheep of God. Today, they have been destroying and scattering the sheep of God with false promises of peace and deliverance and healings and blessings. And they've been doing this without ever turning them away from their sins. That's the reason, again, that the church is full of sin today. No one is turning them away from their sins. Now, Ezekiel 22, verse 27 through 30 says this. Her princes within her are like wolves tearing the prey by shedding blood and destroying lives in order to get dishonest gain. These, again, are the shepherds of Israel. They're like the shepherds of the church today. Her prophets have smeared whitewash for them. In other words, they make everything look good. They, they, whitewash, over, they whitewash over the realities of God by seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken, the people of the land have practiced oppression and committed robbery. In other words, they live like the world. And they have wronged the poor and the needy. They've been selfish and, and as, as just the world is and have oppressed the sojourner without justice. I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it. But I found no one. So it is today. Who is it that's standing in the gap today? Who is it that's standing up against the sin in the, in the church today? Who is it that's calling out the false teachers and the false shepherds in a public manner today? These shepherds are destroying lives. They're doing it for dishonest gain. Dishonest gain is taking money for preaching that is taking money that others have worked for. You didn't work for it. You preach, you think you deserve to be paid. For money, they are destroying lives. These preachers are. For They're destroying the souls by making false promises of salvation, telling people they're going to be healed. They're going to be healed, uh, inner healing and also physical healing. They're promising deliverance. They're promising peace and prosperity. Where is the prophet today who is building up the wall of righteousness by exposing the gaps of falsehood 
and, and exposing the sin that's in the modern American churches. And who do it without pay? Where are the men that will do it voluntarily? Because they love God and because they love the people and because they love truth and they love souls. Ezekiel 34 verses 1 through 4 then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Woe, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding themselves. In other words, they're taking care of themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Feed them with the truth. Feed them with the word of righteousness. Feed them with repentance. But you eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Those are, you know, I'll tell you how they slaughter the fat sheep. You take a big tither. I don't care how crooked he is in business. I don't care how immoral he is. If he's a big tither, buddy, he's welcome in the church. You let somebody owns a big business who makes a lot of money and puts money in the church. There's no way a pastor's ever going to turn him out. He'll slaughter his soul, but you know, but he won't feed him. He won't tell him the truth. He won't turn him from his sin. You, you know, you, you, <laughs> he says you slaughter the fat sheep without, without feeding the flock. In other words, you take care of yourself. Those who are sickly, you have not strengthened. In other words, those that are in sin, immorality, those that are in pornography, those that are getting divorced without any good reason, you've not strengthened them. In the disease, you've not healed them. And the broken, you've not bound up. The ones whose lives are shattered. I mean, the pastors are not coming down and working in their lives on an individual basis. No, sir. They're too busy running the church. They're taking care of church business. And I deal with this all the time. I, I help people uh, from time to time that have been beat up by the church, have been sitting in church 12, 15, 20 years, never had any kind of help with their marriage, never had any kind of help with their life. They don't even know how to live their life. They don't even know what to do. They don't know how to bear fruit. They don't even know what God said about their heart, their soul, how to, how, how to even be a husband or a wife, how to be a father or a mother. They don't even know these things, these basic things, because all they've been taught is how to act in church how to do the programs, how to sing in the choir, how to do this, how to do that, how to pay their tithes. But they've not learned how to live. They've not learned how to live for God. So the sickly, he says, you've not strengthened. The disease, you've not healed. The broken, you've not bound up. The scattered, you've not brought back, nor have you sought for the lost. But with force and severity, you have dominated them. You've been the pastor. You've been the prophet. You've been the one who runs the ministry. You don't have it. You, you know, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to have authority to come up against you? You know, I'm the, I'm the Lord's anointing. You say, you know, this is what they do. They're, they're, they're not humble men. They're not men who care for the, the little guy. They're not out there helping the little guy get his, get by and learn how to live his life. These shepherds are not feeding the flock with the true word of God. If today's shepherds were truly healing the church. It would not be so deathly sick with divorce, adultery, pornography, lust, greed, liars, you know, gossiping, worldly entertainment, sports idolatry, the love of the world, and every other sin known to man. If these shepherds were doing their job, they would have the church cleaned up. A little leaven, Paul says, leavens the whole bunch, and the church is full of leaven today. Therefore, most of all, today's shepherds are destroying people rather than saving them. I know that sounds like it's hard to, to digest, but it's a truth. When, when, when men that are in a position of leadership are not turning people from their sins, but they're just teaching love and blessings and false grace, tell people what they want to hear, tickling their ears. When they're not turning them from their sins, they are destroying their lives rather than saving them. And that's what we have today. We have 
gazillions of pastors and gazillions of prophets and ministries that are all about the money and making people feel good and trying to keep their customers happy, trying to keep the money flowing, trying to make people feel uh, like God loves them no matter what they do. And it's not the truth. Ezekiel 13, verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, listen to the word of the Lord. For thus says the Lord God, woe to the foolish prophets who are prophesying from their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among the ruins. You've not gone up into the breaches, nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. They see falsehood and lying divination who are saying the Lord declares when the Lord has not sent them, yet they hope for the fulfillment of their word. They hope for it. Did you not see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you said the Lord declares, but it is not I who has spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and seen a lie, Therefore, behold, I'm against you, declares the Lord. He's talking about the pastors and the prophets of this day. These, these prophets of old were speaking about what's going on today. Go look it up in verse nine. So my hand will be against the prophets who, are see, who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel nor will they enter the land of Israel that you may know that I am the Lord your God. It is definitely because they have misled my people by saying peace when there is no peace. You see, there's no peace when you're, when you're in sin. There's no peace with God when you're committing adultery. There's no peace with God when you're secretly in pornography. There's no peace with God when you hate your neighbor or you have unforgiveness towards a family member. There's no peace with God when you cheat and lie and steal in business to make a buck. There's no peace with God, even though you may attend church and the pastor may pat you on the back and you may put your money in the plate, but there's no peace with God. And he goes on in verse 10 to say, and when anyone builds up a wall, behold, they plaster over it with whitewash. That's what we have today a whole church world that's plastering over the truth of God with whitewash. The realities of God are being plastered over with whitewash and it's being made to look good when in fact it's very false. The wall they're building is very false. So tell those who plaster over it with whitewash that it's going to fall. A flooding rain will come and you old hailstones will fall and a violent wind will break out. Behold, when the wall has fallen, you will not be asked, where's the plaster with whom you plastered it? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will make a violent wind break out in my wrath. And there will also it be in my anger a flooding rain and hailstones to consume it in my wrath. So I will tear down the wall which you plastered over. In other words, I'm going to tear down your false doctrines. I'm going to tear down your false ministries. You won't, you, it's going to happen someday. At the end, maybe it's going to happen, but I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to tear down what you've built. I'm, 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 for the people that will seek me, it'll be torn down. The rest of them are going to fall in the, into the deception. So I will tear down the wall you plastered over with whitewash, says the Lord, and bring it to down to the ground so that its foundation be laid bare. And when it falls, you will be consumed in its midst and, you, midst, and you will know that I am the Lord. Can you imagine all these false prophets and false pastors when they stand before God and find out that what they've been doing is evil in the sight of God? They thought they had heaven, they had, thought they had heaven made and they're going to end up in hell. In verse 15, he goes on to say, thus I will spend my wrath on the wall and on those who have plastered it over with whitewash 
and I will and I will say to you, the wall is gone and its plasters are gone. I hope for your sake and anyone's sake who seeks God that as far as they're concerned, the wall is gone. The lies are gone. The deception's over with. That you seek God, you know God, you find out the truth. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying to bring a few people out of out of darkness into light. And he goes on in verse 16 to say, along with the prophets of Israel who prophesy to Jerusalem and who see visions of, of peace for her when there is no peace, declares the Lord. So there is, there is no peace when God's people live in, in the same sins as the rest of the world. There is no peace in, in the American church that is in adultery and fornication, pornography, unforgiveness, gossip, jealousy, and every other sin known to man. There's no peace with God, not to mention the idolatry of sports, how men worship sports, how they how the men love football more than they love God, 10 times over, 1,000 times over. I've seen it with my own eyes. And how the, uh, the idolatry of sports, the idolatry of money, the idolatry of worldly entertainment, the idolatry of worldly music and musicians, and even the so-called Christian music industry, it's all idolatry. It's all, and all this man-made Christianity is another idol. And how there is no peace with God when men worship these things rather than worshiping and adoring and obeying God. So who was Jesus really talking about then when he said that someone came to kill, steal, and destroy in John chapter 10? You've heard it said. How many times you've heard it said that Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy? They're quoting Jesus. They're quoting Jesus in John 10 when they say that. Well, let's take a look at John 10 and see if that's what it says. John 10, verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. And Jesus is the door. In other words, you got if you're, if you're going to go into the sheep, like as a pastor, you've got to come through Jesus. Not through seminary, not through some other ministry, not through some false doctrine, but come through Jesus. But he who enters by the door, that is Jesus, is a shepherd of the sheep. So he's talking about a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And a stranger, they simply will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. Jesus therefore said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. What's he talking about? He's talking about shepherds, pastors, prophets. All shepherds, pastors, and prophets who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear him. We just read about those false, those false prophets. We just read about them in Ezekiel. We just read about them, you know, in the Old Testament, in several different places, in several different times on this podcast. You know, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and, and other places. Look. He's talking about how they're destroying God's people. All shepherds and pastors and prophets who came before me are thieves and robbers. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. The true sheep didn't listen to them. Jesus says, I am the door. 
If anyone enters through me, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief, that is the false shepherd, the false prophets, the ones that came before him, the ones that are thieves and robbers, he says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and might have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. We're still talking about shepherds. The Greek word here is pastor. I'm the good pastor. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In other words, the good pastor, the good pastor of the sheep lays down his life for the sheep. It's not all about the money for him. It's not all about his position, his reputation, his authority, his power. It's about, it's about the sheep. He lays his life down for the sheep. The good shepherd does. But he goes on to say, he who is a hireling. The Greek word here for hireling means the one who is paid money for his service. He who is a hireling, that is a paid shepherd, a paid pastor, is not a shepherd, Jesus said. He who is a hireling is not a shepherd. He's not the true shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep. In other words, he doesn't care for the sheep. Beholds the wolf coming, which is like another false teacher coming. These false teachers and false pastors and false prophets all get together. They look after one another. They let each other come into their ministries and into their churches and speak and all this. It's like they all pat each other on the back and they come in. They even deceive, they deceive the sheep even further. And he leaves the sheep and he flees. In other words, he doesn't expose this false pastor. He who is the owner of the sheep beholds the wolf coming and leaves the sheep. Jesus said, he who is a hireling and is not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep beholds the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees from exposing him. In other words, he flees and he, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hireling. He's a paid preacher. He flee, He doesn't deal with the problem. He doesn't expose the thing. He flees because he's a hireling and is not concerned about the sheep. He doesn't worry about the sheep. He only worries about the money and the position and his reputation. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good pastor. And I know my own and my own know me, even as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The devil was never mentioned by Jesus in this whole chapter. Even though every false teacher quotes Jesus here as if he's speaking about the devil when he said that when they say the devil only come to kill, steal and destroy. That is not what Jesus was saying. This is another one of those great deceptions. The topic here is that Jesus, the topic here that Jesus is talking about is about prophets and pastors. And he's been talking about them all through the rest of the Bible, which are the false shepherds, the false pastors, and the false prophets, and the false teachers that have been around for decades, for thousands of years. These are the ones we are warned about over and over again who come to kill, steal, and destroy the Lord's sheep. They will steal your money. They will steal your soul with false doctrines, which will result in your destruction if you listen to them and follow them. I have researched hundreds of scriptures with the words. I've looked up these words, destroy, destroying, destroying, destroyed, steal, stealing, kill, and killed, killing. I have yet to find where the devil ever did one such thing to anyone unless God granted him power to do so like with Job's children, for an example, which was also a very rare situation in the Bible. Satan was never free to kill anyone he wanted to or to destroy anyone or to do anything that he wanted to against God's people. He never was free to do that. 
God is, is the one throughout the whole Bible who brought destruction upon those who sinned. And he also allowed false prophets to destroy his people if his people did not seek him for truth, but just believe the pleasing words of those false prophets who are always speaking of false grace and salvation, blessing, prosperity, and things like that. These are the ones that Jesus allowed the false prophets to deceive. In 2 Peter 2 verse 1, Peter said, but false prophets also arose among the people just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality. In other words, they'll follow how they feel, not what God says, but how they follow their feelings. We have a lot of feel-good stuff going on today in the American church. And because of them, that is the false teachers, the way of truth will be maligned. In other words, it'll be perverted, it'll be twisted. And in their greed, that is these false prophets, they will exploit you with false words. They'll say things, oh, God loves you. You're blessed of God. You know, you're a great brother. You know, you're a good Christian. And I know the Lord is going to have you in heaven someday. And they'll, and in their greed, they're going to exploit, exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. Here again are the ones who came to steal, kill, and destroy by secretly introducing destructive Destro they're going to destroy through destructive heresies. They will exploit you with false words like the sinner's prayer, for an example, by telling you you're blessed, by telling you you're saved, by telling you you're going to be healed, by telling you you'll be delivered, or telling you you're going to have more prosperity, or that you will have peace and so forth. These ear-tickling things that they tell you are to exploit you for their greed so you can put money into their hands, into their, into their ministry, into their pockets. The reason these words are false is because they never turn you from your sins or teach you the fear of God or train anyone in righteousness and repentance. They leave everyone with the false impression that God is only interested in blessing us and has no concern about sin. In Jeremiah 23, verse 16, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who are prophesying to you. They are leading you into futility. They speak a vision of their own imagination, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, they say, the Lord has said, you will have peace. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say, calamity will not come upon you. You're going to heaven. You're blessed of God. And But he goes on to say, but who has stood in the counsel of the Lord that he should see and hear his word? Who has given heed to his word and listened? I didn't send those prophets, but they ran. I didn't speak to them, but they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have announced my words to my people and would have turned them back from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. The prophet who has a dream may relate his dream, but let him who has my word speak my word in truth. What does straw have in common with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer? which shatters a rock. Therefore, I'm against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal words, who steal my words from each other. Behold, I'm against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare the Lord declares. Behold, I'm against those who have prophesied false dreams, declares the Lord, and related them and led my people astray by their falsehoods and reckless boasting. Yet I did not send them or command them nor furnish them with the slightest benefit, declares the Lord. Now you talk about reckless boasting. When you hear a, a minister talking about how he 
how he prayed for somebody and they were healed. And he talks about all the different miracles that took place when he went here and went there and did this and did that and how he, he, he you know, basically he healed sick and he performed miracles. And he, all he talks about is himself, what he's done. That's reckless boasting. You can tell right away he's a false prophet. I'm going to tell you, the man of God, the true man of God does not look for fanfare. He will not stick a camera on somebody that's being healed and send it all around the world through the internet or make videos of it and sell them. This is not a man of God that does something like that. The man of God is humble. If he can, if he can pray and, and heal the sick, then he will keep it to himself. Even Jesus said, don't even tell anybody about this. He wasn't trying to make a big deal of it. This is, this is not the men of God who go around with all this reckless boasting and brag about their ministries and brag about all the things they've done and all the places they've been and all this. This is just another way to see a false prophet. So again, we see who it is that came to steal, kill, and destroy. It is the false prophets. It's the false shepherds. It's the false pastors who never turn people from their sins by speaking what God says, by prophesying the word of God that's like fire and like a hammer that shatters a rock. From now on, when you hear a preacher misquote Jesus from John chapter 10 by saying that the devil only came to steal, kill, and destroy, you will know that he is misleading anyone who believes him and that in fact, he is the one who came to kill, steal, and destroy, the very one who's saying that. So who have you been listening to? Have you been listening to a shepherd, a pastor who instructs you in righteousness? Who, re who will rebuke you for your sins? Or have you been listening to a shepherd who tells you all is well, peace, peace, peace and safety? Even though the devil is our enemy, yes, he is. He is not the one the Bible says that came to kill, steal and destroy. These destroyers are the false shepherds. They are the false prophets and the false teachers of the American church today who are promising who, uh, who are promoting the great deceptions of American Christianity for the gain of money, power, and position. These are the thieves and the robbers Jesus was talking about. These are the ones. I will be back next week with another Great Deception podcast. I will continue to expose the falsehoods of American Christianity and also continue to reveal the simple will of God for his people. You might want to get my book, The Great Deception of American Christianity Without Christ. You can get it from Amazon or from my website at www.christianmyths.org. If you go to my website, you can also download two free chapters of my book. One chapter, the first chapter you can download, which comes together with, with the other chapter, is one on the myth of the tithe, and the other one's on the myth of the paid pastor. You might find those very interesting. Go into a great deal of detail with lots of scripture to back up what's said. I hope you listen again next week. Next week, I'll do another session of the Great Deception Podcast. I hope you hear me then. Thank you for listening to the Great Deception Podcast. You may visit my website at www.christianmyths.org for more information, for my blog, and for my email address. You can also get my book, The Great Deception of American Christianity Without Christ, on Amazon or on my website. Also on my website, you may download two free chapters of my book. I hope you join me next week as we continue to examine The Great Deception.